Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Let's get some extremely local news from Block Club Chicago. Jen Sabella joins us. Good morning, Jen. Let's uh, talk about the uh, residents up on the far north side pushing for a landmark status for a building. Good morning, Bob. Yes, um, up in Rogers Park, Loyola University has been buying up buildings for years, and neighbors are finally getting a little frustrated. They say, you know, there's other vacant spaces in the neighborhood, and Loyola bought just recently bought a building at 1226 West Loyola Avenue, and they want to demolish it and replace it um, with another building, and neighbors are, are annoyed. They have a longtime cafe, some local locally owned businesses there, and longtime residents, and they're just asking Loyola to consider this before buying up and demolishing buildings to consider the people who've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So there is a petition going around. Um, Loyola has not responded to it, and they plan to move forward with the demolition of the building, but neighbors are... are trying to speak out against it and um, get their voices heard. So because the Loyola Red Line Station is going to be renovated as part of the Red and Purple Modernization Program, it's going to be a few years before Loyola can redevelop uh, that building. So what do you think that means as far as the the demolition and the, the push to fight it? Uh, the 49th Ward office is trying to get Loyola to extend the lease for the people who are still in that building since they can't really do much with it yet. So they're trying to say, hey, why don't you let the people who are living there now, who have businesses there now, stay there for a few years um, until that project's done so you can, you know, mm-hmm. if it's just going to sit there vacant, why why not uh, let people Right. there and, and run their business there. Well, this is good news. Uh, you talk about uh, a place that uh, people love and, and they want the uh, the building to be there forever. Calumet Fisheries is on its way to recovery, isn't it? It is. I was so happy to see this. Um, they have redone the outside of Calumet Fisheries completely. Um, the painting, the painted sign isn't up yet, but it looks like brand new, and they're working on the inside now. It was ravaged by a fire in November, um, just three days after it reopened following a failed health inspection. So lots of bad luck there um, this last late last year. So they said that they're planning to reopen by April, which is really exciting, and they want everything to go back to how it was, the smoked shrimp that everyone um, has come to love, all the smoked uh, fish there. So um, folks will be able to get their Calumet fishery fix this spring. Made famous by Anthony Bourdain and and others. Uh, Let's talk about the mayor's plan to borrow uh, money for affordable housing. What do we know about this? This is a pretty wild story. Um, if you're a Chicago politics wonk, I'm sure for years you've been hearing about TIF districts, these tax increment financing districts that are essentially used as a mayor's slush fund. Um, there's been a lot of pushback on them over the years, and this plan by Mayor Brandon Johnson would phase them out. Um, they've been around since 1984, so this is really big news. He wants to borrow $1.25 billion to build affordable housing and other developments in the city and then pay back that money with this TIF with money from these expiring TIF districts. Um, They're kind of confusing, but they essentially collect taxes from designated areas around the city, and then they go into the special fund that the mayor controls. Um, Some folks say it should just go, you know, (laughs) Mm. into the the larger city budget. So um, 
you know, mm-hmm. the elected officials can decide where this money goes, not just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would have essentially end TIF districts. Um, he's proposing it at city council today, so we will see what kind of feedback he gets from the aldermen. We'll know soon. And finally, uh, some folks on the west side are taking matters into their own hands after being devastated by floods. This is such a cool story. I mean, it's horrible what happened on the west side. A lot of homes were completely destroyed, a lot of basements especially, and people lost everything they had. Um, but neighbors stepped up. Uh, Princess Shaw, who is a longtime community organizer, started this group, and they are aiming to get everybody on the west side who's been impacted by flooding help. So they're going door-to-door and helping people fill out FEMA forms that might be confusing. They're communicating directly with the federal agency to let them know why Chicago's um, problems with flooding are different than what they might see in Florida or other coastal towns. Um, so this is an incredible story. Um, I highly recommend going to blockclubchicago.org to read it. It's just a great story of neighbors stepping up to help each other. They just saw their neighbors struggling, and they were like, hey, you know what? I am I can handle these complicated online forms, and I know my elderly neighbor can't, so I'm going to do it for them. Um, so there's a whole group that's formed. The Chicago Tool Library is involved and is lending tools to the group. It's just it's just a great story of neighbors coming together to step up where the government had uh, kind of left them behind. you got to love that, Jen Sabella, thank you. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Bob.